1: 24 starts, 14 goals, 7 assists. Frida Leonardsen Monum's season with Arsenal has been magnificent. This week's episode is not a new one, but we felt it was time to look back as Sweden is set to play Norway at Gamla Ullevi in Gothenburg in a friendly international today, April 11th. We give you the Frida Leonhardsen Monum episode one more time.
2: is back with episode 7 and today we're joined by Frida Leonardsen Monum. The Norwegian international started her professional career in Norway but when she joined Shopping in 2017 she was described as Norway's biggest talent and now about five years later she plays for one of the biggest clubs in the world Arsenal in what some might describe as the best league in the world. The 22-year-old made her debut for Norway in 2017 and has since then represented her country 47 times and scored six goals. She scored the game-winning goal against Wales that qualified Norway for the 2022 Euros. You're listening to their pitch, and this is the Fia Leonhardsson Monum episode. How do you pronounce your name? And do you go with a double last name? Yeah, I do. Uh, I go with the both
3: names. So in Norwegian, we say Frida that's Monum, but in England, they pronounce it totally wrong, and they say Monum, which is wrong, but I mean, I can take it.
2: Right, brand new week, brand new episode. Today we have Frida Mono with us today. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you. All good, doing. Thanks. Doing good. So we're going to kick this off just straight away. And we're going to start with, we've reached out to somebody that knows you very well. We've asked them to describe you as a footballer. So I'm going to kick it off right away and we'll see who you think it is. Uh, in my eyes, Frida is a very good footballer in a way that she has a very good uh, perception of the game. And she wants to be involved and she solves a lot of situation on field through her technique and her way of understanding the game. She she serves her teammates with nice through balls through her ability to always know where the ball is going before she's gotten it. And she's not just a very good offensive midfielder, but she also knows how to defend, which we had to work with quite a bit when she came to the club that I play for right now and she also got to hear that from me daily. Besides that, Frida is a very humble person and uh and clever who drives her uh, development forward each and every day. And who do you think it is?
3: Can only be one person. Must be Emma Leonardson, is that right? That is correct. <laughs> I mean the defensive thing that was spot on. So I think that was it. Why well, I understood it because she's she's always been laughing about me cuz when I first came to Lynchpin I was I was poor I was bad in defense and then they were laughing about it and then yeah we've been working on it ever since so
2: must be here. <laughs> has, has your defense of this gotten better yeah I think so hopefully hopefully <laughs> we're going to do this a bit chronological we're going to start with you started playing in Top in Nor in Norway that's where you started your career. And then you went to Dalmat Svensk. And how was that transition? Yeah, Even if Norway and Sweden is really close, it must have been some sort of different. And as an 18-year-old, how was that to come to Sweden?
3: Yeah, I mean, it was a big difference. Um, of course, the level uh, is higher in Sweden. Um, the game is quicker and yeah, they have better teams in Sweden. Uh, but for me coming to Sweden in the age of 18 was quite hard Um it was hard to live by myself and all those type of things that you'd never thought about before you yeah when you when you were living home uh, with your mom and dad and your family so that was maybe the biggest step for me and the big hardest thing for me the first year especially in
2: Linköping. Do you think that maybe That having to do that transition as an 18 year old helped you once you went to England knowing that I've already done this yeah obviously it
3: has Uh, I mean uh, as I said it was a hard time the first first year first one and a half year in Um and you always learn from those type of periods in your life and I think that helped me a lot when I come here to Arsenal as well I mean it's a step up here as well but now I've been living for myself in four years and I'm quite used to it. So, I mean, it's it's been a lot easier to come here to Arsenal uh, because of that, of course.
2: WSL is the third league that you've played in. Yeah. Since we've asked the fans some questions, some of them really want to know what's the difference between the leagues that you've played in? What kind of, what differences have you noticed?
3: Um Yeah, I mean, as I said, uh, coming from top seven in Norway to Sweden was a big step for me in that age um, you play with better players but you also play against better players so the tempo is higher um, and I feel like it was more maybe more technical players in Sweden that it was in Norway and then coming to the um, English league that was a big step for me physically everything goes quicker faster in the game and it's also more physical. So I had to try to ve- develop that, those part of my games the first month. Um, and of course it's still, I'm still develop- developing that one. Uh, but I feel that was the biggest step and biggest change from Damalsenskan to the English league.
2: But you also have a Swedish, um, a Swedish trainer who works who used to um he used to be a coach for God do you kind of feel like he's brought some of that Swedish uh playing style into the team that you that you're kind of used to
3: yeah i mean
2: he we play
3: same way as God did uh so of course it's it's his play style um and i mean his play style suits me good a uh, lot of running in defense uh pressing high and then always try to keep the ball and have the possession uh, in the games uh, which suits me good.
2: So we also want to talk about since we were going kind of chronological we're going to go back to being a teenager when you were 14 years old somebody whispered in my ear it's she might be in this call as well that mm-hmm. you um that you had you had some sort of excel files to kind of help you reach your position where you are today could you tell us about that and your plan of like becoming a professional footballer?
3: Yeah, it actually started uh, with some, uh, yeah, with my coach uh, at that point, Glenn Cleven. Um, and we started, se- myself starting up, setting up goals. It's always been important for me to have bigger goals to look forward to. Uh, that could be like winning the World Cup or playing in a, a professional club uh, abroad, Uh and then always set small goals to reach those bigger goals. Um, so it actually started from having goals. And then what can I do every day, every single day to achieve those goals, like the small goals and the bigger goals? Um, so I made up an Excel file um, where I wrote down what I was supposed to do every day, like football, uh, with, with the team and without the team, just by myself on the pitch, uh, just training on, on details in my game and also like physical part of it, uh, the strength training. Uh, so I actually just wrote down what I was supposed to do every day, uh, each month. And yeah, just to achieve my goals.
2: And you stuck to it because most people really hate Excel files.
3: Yeah. I mean, for me, it was just, Sounds sounds weird for a 14 year old girl but for me it was just uh fun it was nothing that someone pushed into me it was just something that i wanted to do uh, and find it very fun to do because you can see how
2: you achieve these goals as well and that was a big part of it and was was training with Wolfsburg at the age of 15 on that plan <laughs> not specifically training with Wolfsburg i would say but I mean, um, it was a goal to train with a bigger club, um, which I achieved quite young age as well. And how was that? You come to Germany, you're 15 years old, you set up this plan at 14 and just a year later you're playing for, or you're, you're training with Wolfsburg. How's that? I mean, it was big. They're still a big club, but at that time they had maybe the
3: best players in the world. Um, and be able to train with them was just so much learning in it like to see how they train the facilities and yeah just feel get that feeling when you're 15 and see
2: what's actually out there in the biggest clubs it's it's really inspiring and did the, did the conversation ever go deeper than just a practice or was it some sort of okay well we want to sign her i mean i was there a few times so
3: it was not just one visit so but at that age there was no talk about signing me. Uh it was more like maybe in the future, but nothing at that that age.
2: And then a couple of years later you went on to sign for Arsenal, your first I would say it's not your first abroad contract because you were in lean shopping, but the the first big club that you went to. Um and Willie Kirk talked about I mean for he was a coach for Everton. He talked that he thought that he had signed you. Um but you ended up going to Arsenal um Was Everton ever in the picture? Uh, Yeah. I mean, we had a conversation with uh, Everton.
3: Um, and then Arsenal came up and gave me an offer I couldn't, couldn't say no to. And something that felt really right at that moment. So, I mean, I had conversation with Everton, but nothing was, was like a deal. So yeah. That was it.
2: And then I must, I I, I have to ask for myself, um, was Wolfsburg ever in that picture as well, fighting for for your signature? No, they were not. <laughs> they were not. No. Were there any other clubs? Yeah, they were, but I won't mention any names. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave it at that. And we're going to go back to the national team. You've played yep. for the national team for a couple of years now. And you were the one that scored that goal for Norway against Wales. Yeah. That got you guys to qualify for the Euros. How, how did that feel?
3: I mean, it felt amazing. Um, it's always great to score goals, but you felt afterwards that that goal was something special because it meant so much for the, probably the whole nation, like women's football in, in Norway. So that was, it was good to score that goal and
2: didn't expect it myself. But I mean, it was, it was nice. And, and you're quite young. And coming into both the national team and for, for your, your club, you have a, you have quite a significant role in the teams. How, how does that feel to be that young and know that? Okay. I'm really meaningful for both teams that I play with.
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, of course it's, it's good to have that role. Uh, but it's nothing that I go around and think about. I mean, if I think about it that way, I think I would be a bit, more nervous that I am in the games and more stressed. So I tried to just enjoy my game. And of course it's nice to have that role, but it's nothing that you think about each day out. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something you've been working on for a long time to have that role both in, in the club and the, in the national team. So it's, it's really great. You're a midfielder. How did you become a midfielder? I mean, when I was younger, um, like young, young, I played as a right back, but I was a quite offensive right-back, so that was just just in the beginning. And then I guess I just, I don't even know why I became a midfielder. I, I was just maybe technical in the ball and I uh, like to play in the middle. Always want to
2: have the ball and you can't have the ball all the time on the right-back, so I guess that's why I'm a central midfielder. <laughs> a lifelong Manchester United fan? I assume your family's a United fan?
3: yeah all my all my f- the whole family is united fans uh, but the funny part is my cousins uh, my uncle is a big big Arsenal fan so they're the happy part of the family right now what was the other reactions of you signing to Arsenal no they were super happy of course uh, i mean my family was also happy but they've always been united fans but i guess that's more on the men's team
2: So we're going to move on and we're going to talk some technical analysis right now with, with Mia. You can take it away. As a pro footballer,
1: how much of a football nerd are you? I would
3: say I'm a football nerd. Yeah. I watch a lot of football and think it's fun to play, watch football. And then, yeah, just, just enjoy watching football, actually.
1: So is it, is it true that you just can enjoy it and watch for fun when, when you look at games or? Do you constantly think about what players do on the pitch and especially if you're if it's a team you're gonna face in the near future? I
3: mean, um, I always put on a game to watch because it's fun to watch, but of course you're naturally like- anal- analyzing like the team teams you might playing, and also when you watch like men's games, you analyze good players that plays the same position as you. Um, yeah, I do.
1: So with your own words, how would you describe your role and your position on the pitch for someone that, that doesn't really know much about football?
3: Yeah, I would say I'm a quite offensive midfield, even though I, I've played number six in Arsenal as well, but I always, always try to play forward um, and think forward, uh, both in defence and offence like to run with the ball, play my
1: teammates in better positions. So with that, uh, how would you describe the modern midfielder? uh, And do you think the role has changed in any way since you started playing yourself? Uh, Yeah, I would say it has
3: changed. Um, I mean, as the women's game develop, uh, it requires a lot of technical abilities to be a midfielder. So I would say that's the biggest and most important thing as a midfielder right now and also it requires a lot of speed in your game both in defense and offense so i would say that's maybe because of the women's game game has developed
1: um in actually every league and if we're gonna go into football analysis and, and your relation to that because i know that the setups uh from like Swedish teams to, to the WSL teams are quite different. So how would you describe your relation to football analysis and analysis as a pro player?
3: I mean, it's it's a big part in the game. Uh, and obviously, it's, it's a part of the game that has developed as well. Um, just comparing playing in Norway and then in Sweden and then now in England, I mean, we have many people here in arsenal are working uh, with the analysis in the game um, and also in the national team and watching clips after games and before games just to just to feel ready and and like learning from games you have played so i th- i feel and
1: think is a big part of the game right now and in what way do you think your own performance is affected uh, by the information you can get as a player before you step out on the pitch
3: yeah, I mean, it's it's really important, um, like meetings we have, watching clips uh, of the next opponent we're playing. And for me as myself, watch how the midfield move, how they play, how many they're in the midfield, where the spaces are. Uh, that's obviously really important for me uh, to be prepared. And I always like to be prepared
1: before games. Uh, so I think it's really important. Is there any time you feel like there can be too much information like squeezed into your head before you go on to play?
3: Yeah, I would actually say so. Uh, I'm that type of player who gets maybe more confused of too much information, especially when it's not clear, uh, when it's just information to give information. I want like clear information, just how the other team plays and more important what I can do and in the game Um Like, depends how they, they play. Uh, so I would say sometimes it's just confusing with too much information, but of course you want to be prepared for the games. But I mean, a good mix, it's the perfect way for me.
1: So from, from the position you play, what would you call out to be the most important information you need to do your job on the pitch?
3: Uh, I mean, in defense, it's always important to know how they, how they play if they play more directly game with longer balls uh, or more possession game where we should press and those type of things. And then uh, offensive, the key for me is where the spaces are. Always see where they left spaces and where I can move uh, to be prepared in that way.
2: So we've come to the segment where we're going to start asking Frida questions from some of our listeners that have tweeted us or emailed us even. Um, so hopefully just answer them to the best of your ability and we should be good to go. Uh, how did you start playing professionally?
3: My family has always been very football interested. uh, And we lived in a big house with uh, my cousins and my uncle and auntie when I was younger. So it was always a ball, um, ball around us. Uh, And I guess my, my sister and my brother, they, they play football as well. So they affected me to start to play football. And ever since I've loved, I've loved the game
1: What has been the biggest tactical change uh, from Shopping to Arsenal? Uh, oh I would say in the game it's
3: uh, it's the physical part of it like demands so much physical for you uh, in the game uh, especially in the mid- midfield it's tougher in the duels and everything goes quicker so you need to move the ball quicker and uh, without the ball, also run quicker um I feel that's the biggest difference,
2: and we talked a little bit earlier today about which we didn't record unfortunately, but the difference between fans and how you're more of like a profile maybe over there uh do you feel the increased attention that you get in the women's super league with fans and media
3: yeah, I do um it's been it's been a lot since I came here uh which is obviously very good um we have good fans in Arsenal and you feel like people really care about women's football here uh, which is very nice and something you always dreamed about like playing in a club where where the fans really care about you of course it was it was brilliant fans in lynchping as well but it's it's much bigger here um and in a different way that yeah of course the crowd on the um, On the games and also in the media is it's really good do you have any personal goals you like to achieve this season um i mean when i came here in arsenal i didn't expect to play that much that i've done so far this season uh so for me when i came here it was uh first goal to start to play games and start to get as much play time as possible um but of course we want to win the league. That's that's an obvious goal for us as a team and I want to develop me as a player. Uh, I think that's the most biggest goal for me this season uh, both in if do, defense and offense. Uh, so I would say that's maybe the biggest goal this season just to develop my game and uh, start to affect the game even more.
2: So you talked about you didn't expect to play so much, uh, once you came and that was your first goal. Um, do you feel like achieving such, su- such success so quickly at a new club? Uh, did you expect such a s- seamless transition and slotting in with Arsenal? Or are you surprised by how fast you found yourself regularly in the starting 11?
3: No, I definitely didn't expect this start. I mean, when you come to a new club and, you have such, such good players at that position I play. It's always a challenge. And, um, for me personally, it has been, has been very good. The few months that I've been here, um, I've played a lot and yeah, developed my game, uh, from there on. So I didn't expect this much playtime, but of course I've enjoyed it at the pitch so far.
1: Yeah. And this next question is about playing for the national team. Someone wants to know how it feels to put on your national team jersey and represent your country. I mean, that's
3: the biggest thing you can do as a player. Uh, I would say, um, it's always, it's always good to put the Norwegian jersey on and also always something special to meet up with the girls uh, for the national team. And, and that was a goal for me when I was younger, uh, to play for the national team and to now, be able to play, actually play for my national team. It's, it's huge. And I f- think the biggest thing to do is actually play for your national team. So that's, that's really nice.
2: How do you pick yourself back up when you suffer an injury? Um I'm, I mean, an
3: injury is always a setback, but it's also something you can learn from and you can work on other things, um both physical and mental uh, when you're injured. So, I would say of course it's a part of the game. Um and for me when I was injured with a knee my knee two years ago before the World Cup, I find that quite hard because that was straight before the World Cup and I'd played a lot of games for the national team before that, but then I kind of lost my um place like in the starting eleven before the World Cup. So I find that hard, but I mean it's always um important to find Good things to take out from that and use that as the motivation now in uh, every day in training so yeah
1: what would you consider is your biggest strength on the pitch as a footballer
3: Uh, i would say my technical abilities with the ball um, and with the ball always try to play forward um, and solve situation with the ball not just kick the ball around <laughs> and uh, yeah dribble with the ball and like I said play my teammates in better positions all the time
2: pressing is an important part of a modern football how important would you say the ability to work in tight spaces is for you as a midfielder
3: yeah of course it's really important uh, in, in England a lot of teams want to press all the time uh, which we do as well in our defense game so that's a really big big part of the game and That's a part of the game I always want to develop because I know it's gets even more important uh, when the woman's game develops. So I always work on my technical abilities to try to develop that part of the game. So I would say it's really important.
1: Scanning is less talked about uh, in general public, but a good scan can be decisive uh, in making the right choices. How important do you think scanning is as a midfielder?
3: I would say it's really important. Um, always know what's what's coming next in the situation, and always um, not always scan for the opponents, but also where my uh, teammates are uh, to position myself compared to them as well, um, and that's always something I've been working on since I was young, uh, the scanning part and I feel like maybe people don't think that's a big part of being a midfielder but it is a big part and I feel like you always can be one or two seconds before the opponent if you're a good scanner.
2: And a lot of times at the youth level a lot of emphasis is on being versatile. How does that translate to senior level?
3: Yeah I mean it's important to be able to play different roles. Uh, For me in Arsenal I play as number six and number ten and eight, which is two maybe different type of roles in the team. But I mean, you learn different aspects in the team uh, in, in the game uh, while playing different positions. So for me, I think it's just developing both in defense and offense to play different positions and actually be able to play as number six and eight and ten, even though it's two type type and two different types of uh, midfielder.
1: How? valuable is the quality of good positioning I mean if we talk about between the lines for an attacking midfielder midfielder uh, as example and off the ball movements to open up space playing for a possession based side
3: yeah it's a big part of playing
1: a possession
3: football I would say to to find the right spaces and um always scan around to see where the spaces is uh, where the opponents leave spaces and and yeah, as I said, maybe if you're playing number 10, always try to find space behind their midfield uh, to always come facing forward against their back line. I mean, that's the worst thing to play against a player that's always in behind you, but can check in and come in front of the line as well. Uh, so I would say that's really important to have creative players and also players that sees where the spaces are Um so I would say that's important. Yeah.
2: How do you prefer the balance between strictly sticking to the plan and your tasks and being free to follow your gut feeling? I mean, uh, I would prefer a combination. I feel it's
3: always important to follow the plan. Of course, you have principles in every team you play in. Uh, but then of top, in top of that, I think it's important to be creative as players and have that decision making on the pitch um, while, of course, having the plan.
1: We've seen you play both in a deeper and more advanced role across the midfield for the clubs you have played for. But if you could choose, what is your favourite role?
3: Um That's a clear answer. Number 10 or num- number 8. I would uh, say I'm a more offensive midfield and like to play higher on the pitch. But of course, when you play with s- such great players in as in Arsenal, I think... I've enjoyed playing number 6 as well actually. Uh even though that's not my best position but uh, I think it's it has been actually fun to play number 6 as well.
1: I never thought I would say that. <laughs> so what's your favorite thing about playing at Arsenal at the moment?
3: I mean the biggest uh, biggest thing is um actually just playing with amazing players. Um learning from them all the time or every day. That's something you dream of being young and to play at at such a great team uh, with good players in every position. Um, So I would say that's the funniest part of playing at Arsenal.
2: This person is definitely an Arsenal fan and they say that they're going to invest in a Monum 12 shirt. But they're wondering, being new to the squad, have you seen anybody w- wearing an Arsenal shirt at a game with your name on it? And how did that make you feel?
3: Yeah, I've actually seen it both um, on an Arsenal game, but also when we played the last time in Norway at Ullevål uh, with the national team. I saw someone was holding an Arsenal shirt with number 12 in Moneman. So that was actually yeah amazing a great feeling Uh, it's something you don't expect because you don't you never think about people buying your shirt but i mean um it was it was something special and meant a lot for me
2: so we're going to skip to the last section it's uh it's a this or that five questions so we're going to give you two options you have to choose one You don't get the room to think, so just go with your gut feeling and just choose whatever feels the best for you in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So this has to go quick. It's like rapid fire. So question number one, a good slide tackle or intercepting a pass that is about to break the lines. Good slide slide tackle. Scoring a penalty or a perfect free kick from outside the box. Perfect free kick. Coming on from the bench and making a true impact that leads to a win, or starting in a mediocre game? Coming on and make a difference. Causing a tactical foul for the opponents or taking one yourself for the team to stop a counterattack? Taking one for the team. Would you prefer a last-minute 40-yard long ball assist or a last-minute 30-yard goal, scoring it yourself? Assist. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We've enjoyed you having you on here and it's been really fun to talk to you. Thank you, you too.